must find the place inside yourself where nothing is impossible. Good morning, pilgrims and fellow travelers. <laughs> fellow travelers, travelers on the funny path of life. One more day it is. I still have at least one more day to play on the earth, on this funny, inside this funny sandbox. Hope you are doing well. Uh, body feels good. Looks like I'm going to be walking again today. Yeah, a little more space. For sure, a lot of more space. As I look in this room where there are 10 beds, so five bunk beds, and I'm the only one. And most of this Camino, it looks like it's going to be in that direction. I'm not complaining. I'm not saying I'm complaining. Anyhow. I think I kind of know already what I'm going to be blabbering on today. About honesty, about surrendering, and about flow. But we'll see. We'll see what comes up during the walk. Yesterday, for whatever reason, I uh, I just wanted to walk. But I'm pretty sure today will be different, as I'm facing also a longer day on a walk on the, on the Camino. So looking forward to see what the day brings. It will also be the hardest day so far on the Camino. Anywho, I hope you're all doing well and looking forward to chat with you a little more. Oh. Wow, I just already had a brain fart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was just thinking about uh, the Camino here. You know, being so quiet. I mean, uh, there are almost no pilgrims. We had a few starting from uh, Sevilla, but now things have really quieted down. Most of them have already gone home. The couple from Barcelona the prison guard from Cadiz and uh, yeah, just uh, things have quieted down anywho just a little side note to to warm my mental muscle also I realize uh, how hard really I am on myself I am uh, with each episode that I grab you know, with my commitment to actually my commitment is to do at least once a week but so far, I, I am wanting to keep going with the uh, once daily. And, uh, you know, being on the Camino, uh, the whole routine, you know, every, every day a new place, walking hours, being tired and sometimes just uh, not able to formulate well and really feeling like I'm not flowing. And in a way, being disappointed with my quote-unquote performance 
and uh, you know kind of uh, sweating the small stuff so they say so I say so we say so we all say so you all say anywho and uh, yeah interesting you know as I'm coming to term about not uh, selling myself to others but then I realize that's happening at home you know I am uh, I'm doing it to myself you know there are things like yeah that's not good enough you need to do more Anthony and uh that's a different beast altogether. And the untethered soul, the book, he talks about that. You know, this pesty roommate, you know, called a mind. Anywho, another side note. So, today, oh, sorry, there might be a little noise since I'm going to be by the road for a while. But right now it feels nice. Temperatures are, I don't know about slowly, but definitely warming up. This is going to be a hot day today and a little longer. So there will be a little punishment for me today as far as the sun is concerned. But I have all the water I need. I have all the food. So I will be good and looking forward to a nice shower and a nice nap to alleviate any symptoms remaining. But today I want to talk about unconditionality because of uh, the idea of love, the idea of uh, uh, flowing, the idea of uh, surrendering. All of that nicely tied up in one neat, clean, pretty bundle. So, yeah, I met this person from Cadiz. She wants to remain unknown, so which of course is fine by me. So I will not name her. And, uh, you know, something happened. There were really, to me, uh, and always will be, there was some very nice thing, just uh, the experience of being with a person, seeing myself in her eyes, uh, you know, feeling wanted, desired love. And uh, it was just really beautiful. I really enjoyed being with her, felt nice and comfortable. I enjoyed giving a pleasure. So we had that package. And of course you could call it the the honeymoon package, yeah? And uh, then I had this weird, very weird... Okay, hold on a second. I think this is a Camino, uh, but I need to keep my, my wits about myself. I have to cross road here but I think it looks like it is anywho and uh, shit hold on a second I'll just do another bit I need to make sure that I'm not getting lost here I'll be right back so we are back sorry about that but sometimes things may look simple and can be deceiving and there were no arrows or Karen to let me know. So, <laughs> God bless GPS. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of uh, almost impossible nowadays to, to get lost. Eh? So, back on track. So, basically, I met this very, very sweet person that I really, really cared. You know, so we had this uh, 
I don't remember, four, five? No, one, two, at least five, I would guess, yeah. No five encountered. And, uh, which gave us a nice base. And uh, when she took me to the train station to, to head back to Sevilla, uh, as, you know, we were hugging and kissing to say goodbye, uh, I told her, I love you. And I'd been thinking about it, but I was like, kind of holding back before and feeling kind of a little cliche and anyway and being like yeah it's so easy to say you know it's actually harder sometimes not to say it but it just felt right and of course I meant it I would not have said it Uh, but I, I realized now looking back that it meant something else because we're gonna come from there to to what happened yesterday so of course, we kept in touch and talking on the phone, even though talking on the phone is not uh, my thing. Sorry about that. Just ate a cookie. But uh, that kind of happened. Things went quite things went quite jiving. But then we had a nice video call to where, you know, things were felt like they were kind of back on some kind of a track. The interesting thing about this sweet woman is that a part of me was like, you know, I could see, uh, I could see myself, whoa, I have to be careful here. I could see myself uh, working with her. I could, anyway, I, I could see things, you know, uh, and that's kind of leading me. I could see what am I saying I could. Is there something else tagged here? And there is. Is that it was impossible when I met her to not compare her to Pilar. I mean, it is, it is a strange predicament because, of course, everybody is different, you know, and every relationship is going to be different, every experience is going to be different, but I don't know how you all do it, but... I do. I do compare the quality of a, of a connection from one person to another, even without thinking about it. Not saying that it's better or it's worse, but in terms of its intensity, in terms of its, digamos, uh, purity or, or quality. And it doesn't mean that it's better or worse. It just means it's different. But the conundrum I find myself in too was that the love that I have for Pillar is really unusual. You know, it's really unique. Even to myself, it's really baffling that I could be so uh, bewitched, smitten by somebody. And don't get me wrong, I'm, you know, I'm not blind. I don't agree with everything that Pillar think or say. And I don't necessarily like, but within a complete acceptance, and I just love what makes pillar. You know, it it, it is, yeah. What I like, I don't like. Sure, but that's I'm I'm I'm, I'm the, one of the biggest judge that I know, even about myself. There's so many things that I can so easily critic, but I have never so fully accepted or so unconditionally loved somebody before Pillar 
and uh, and I was in love. Well, actually, I am. I am still in love, even though the relationship has moved to a platonic sphere, you know, because that just where the relationship evolved to, which took me a while to accept, but which I'm definitely fine. And if you remember when I talked about it, on the second date, after the second date, I call her Michelle. She'll, she'll know the inside joke. After the second date with Michelle, which is not a real name, uh, it's a shame because she has a very, very pretty name. But uh, after a second date, I realized I was finally done with that uh, being enamored in that way, you know, craving a body and really wanting that intimacy and that romantic relationship. And because I loved her so much, you know, not, not being able to, to move on from that. Having trouble accepting it, but really grieving. And then realizing I'm done. That part is over. And it was like, it was a relief because it had been a beautiful and horrible uh, pass, you know, leading to, to where I was. I don't regret any single step. And I would do it all over again in a heartbeat if I had a choice. But notwithstanding, that was hard. And it was very, very painful. The, the worst moment I've had in my life. <laughs> in fact, but beautiful. And I uh, call her my Kamala. For the Herman Hess out there, you will know Herman Hess. You will know what I'm referring to. If not, don't worry about it. And uh, so... I was facing that conundrum and then after talking to a friend the day before realized the next morning that I, there was something I wanted to say to her and that what a what a funny thing basically where Pilar was with me is where I was finding with my what where I was finding myself in regard to Vanessa, which is that I love her, and I do, uh, and I, I still know, you know, that there is something, and I'm fine by it, and I'm fine with it being being it, you know, not, not going any further on the physical realm, or whatever it is, you know, it is okay, because it is not a need, but I know that there is something. And I could see some things possibly sprouting in the future. But uh, so that I love her, but that I wasn't in love with her. And that, of course, brings me to unavoidably. I mean, I can't. I can avoid it. Inevitably, it leads me back to Pillar, which basically what I was feeling, you know. And even now, as I am, you know, moving, you know, 20 to 25 kilometers away, each passing days further from from her <laughs> and curious to see about the distance what it might do that uh, it just wasn't the same and uh, something also interesting happened something else interesting happened my uh, I don't know sexual libido I don't know what you would call it my, my sexual drive just kind of changed to uh, suddenly uh, and uh, not not being that horny or not being that interested in fucking or making love, if we're going to be politically correct. 
But I think for a lot of us, fucking is really... And there's nothing wrong with the word. But it's really more what it's, you know? It's something enjoyable. I don't think it is as spiritual as it could be. Because uh, the biology, there's a primal desire and craving is the biggest driver for me anyway but beautiful anyway and amazing an amazing experience and what a way to share with somebody else that intimacy you know when you have both consensual party and so i call myself the meat in that sandwich you know a slice of bread was pilar and a slice of bread was michelle and uh how interesting and not to be able to appreciate or to sympathize now that I've been in that situation, the place in which Pilar was, and I have a feeling, a place she has been way more times than I. Uh, and that, that makes it interesting. So, then that brings me to unconditionality. And from there, there was something interesting too, because my reaction... When Pilar told me about a week or so, not even that, you know, after we met, you know, that she just wasn't in love with me. And me being like, of course I accept it, but it doesn't change the fact that I love you. And your lack of reciprocity does not negate what I feel for you. And I, I can honor both of them. And I guess we shall see where it goes, but I do trust my heart. And my heart feels something, still feel it. And what you've just told me doesn't change any of that. And that was really a first in my life. That level of unconditionality, it didn't matter what happened on the outside, what the world was telling me. And it was not like denying what the world was saying, but it was like those two things, that kind of state of dissonance, was there it was like okay i love you well, i'm in love with you and you're not in love with me and the clarification so we love each other but not both parties are in love with each other and i'm not going to go too much in terms of what i mean in terms of the difference between being in love with somebody and loving somebody <laughs> i think for anybody out there who's been in love they will know what i mean and for the ones who don't, it doesn't matter because you're not going to know anyway until you have the experience. It's not something you can be shown. It's something that you have to experience because it changes you completely. And, uh, and so, really, Pilar is the first person that I have ever freely loved. You know, not because it was convenient... Not because she did it too, or whatever, whatever. Not because it, you know, but because I relied completely on my heart in terms of to tell me what the truth was for me and not let the world dictate or other things. And at the same time, accepting, you know, to be, to, to, to be negated from the, from the outside. I'm a strange fellow. I'm a strange fellow. That's for sure. So, basically that led me to, I was going to have to share with her that it's a place that I was in. And it was tricky, I felt uncomfortable, of course. And the strange thing is that she knew that there was something going on, it was very interesting. 
Interesting in the world of feelings, yeah? And emotions, things that you may sense. Uh, uh, even though I try to mask as general as possible my message, you say, hey, let me know, you know, uh, when, when you get time so we can talk. And it was pretty general, but she was like, she, anyway, she, she intuited it. And so we had this conversation, which, you know, we did on the video. And that was, uh, yeah, that was definitely uncomfortable. And, uh, but at the same time, it was, it was a relief, you know, it was a, you know, a relief to just own up to what I felt instead of letting the probability or letting the consideration, because of course I was highly aware of how that might be received because not that long ago I had been not only on the receiving end but even then I can empathize to somebody who is in love with somebody being told I'm sorry I'm not in love with you that's you know it doesn't take it doesn't take Einstein to or rocket scientists yeah to to figure that one out it's pretty simple so I was aware of it I was considered and then it became then what do I do you know and that's another one of my dilemma because for me honesty is paramount and if I am not able or if I'm afraid or if I cower uh, in front of that and for the sake of political correctness or the idea of that I am responsible for somebody's happiness or misery or emotional balance then I'm not interested like we are adult we are big people you know, we can take it. And even more so, if that person, if Michelle is to be somebody very special in my life, then better for her to know from the get-go what I am made out of. And I'm a blunt person, that just is. You know, Glenda, my ex, at times hated it, and I know that, but I, don't, I just don't hold back. I don't want to hold back. I don't want to feel like mm, some things are better left not said. For me, no. Nothing is better left unsaid. The truth always, and let the chips fall where they may. And so, you know, I had no expectation. There was no, no further plan just to let her know and then see where that would go. You know, and of course, curious as to how she might answer and what she would feel. Uh, and uh, the rest of the conversation was you know, a little more in the head in terms of reason and thoughts. And later on, she wrote me some things. And it seems to be true when she says that for her, she expresses herself better when she writes. Which, interestingly enough, that's also what Glenda used to do. Which, to me personally, I don't, I don't like that format as much. I really like... When you, when you can, if you can, face-to-face -face or video or even a phone call if you don't, but talking to the person, at least have that connection when you are going to share something that's controversial or icky, you know, where you, as you express what you are feeling, you are going to be affected by, by that, by the quality of the connection you have with the person and the weight of the, of the topic you want to share. It's going to affect you as you are expressing it. And for me, that's like a richness to that experience that you don't get when you're just writing. You know, writing, you're just nice and sitting or wherever you are comfortable and you're just with yourself. It's almost as if you're writing it to yourself. And it's just not the same. 
But at the same time, okay, some people obviously just feel better uh, expressing themselves and reflecting and then putting down on paper. And I'm like, and then fine. So where things stand now, I honestly have no idea. I don't think uh, she's going to want to to follow, to, 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 to keep going, you know, from what she wrote. You know, that she doesn't want to substitute and doesn't want crumbs. And won't, basically, won't, won't be a, she doesn't want like a second-rate type relationship. And I understand it completely. And I completely honor. And uh, that leaves us to... Hmm, we shall see. And that leads me to to that the idea of surrendering and flow in that situation as well. You know, in, instead of, or should I say, that tendency to, to always think ahead of what might be or what she might say or what's the best thing or what do I really want and not realizing being in that manipulative stage where we are not really being authentic when we express ourselves, but we are letting all those probabilities dictate how the present moment will flow. Instead of, of course, considering, thinking about all that stuff, and then allowing yourself to be in that moment with that knowledge, but to be in that authentic frame of mind and spirit where everything is together. That, of course, you are aware of who you're talking to. You don't talk to a child like you talk to an adult. But we don't have to think about that. That happens automatically. We are considered kind and compassionate people. And uh, the idea that to, say some, to, tell, to share a compliment with somebody or something that's going to make them feel good is so easy to do. And the opposite is not. To me, is a sign that we're not being authentic. We're just being very manipulative. And we, we are enjoying what makes us feel good and we get a good feedback. And when we get, when the rubber meets the roads, ouch, or when things is not going to be that palatable, then we, we doubt. We're like, mm, we have second thoughts. And that, I, do, I don't look at that as a healthy mechanism. I look at that as a fear-based mechanism and an uncomfortable place to be and not liking it, you know. And uh, it's one thing when you're at work. And even then, that, that can be debated, the validity. But fair enough. But in an intimate relationship or with, you know, real friendship, I don't know. I just, I don't see that as the optimum. To me, that's, that's, not, that's not real consideration. And that's a fear and that's doubting. You know, that's doubting the quality and the strength of the collection or the authenticity of what you have with the other person. And to... To try to mitigate and to alleviate something that may or may not occur in the future. And I see fear. I don't see something. I don't see it healthy. Personally, I just don't. Anywho. So, you know, being in that place, of course, being in a strange place where I am in this transition again, you know, walking God knows where. Uh, so there is a situation here. Just wanted to keep you abreast of... Uh, of the news and uh, anyway curious to see if anything else will come out of that or not and regardless it's all good you know uh, I really want to move away from holding on to those things which just don't hold on by themselves or to 
to not being artificially holding on to that which is just not. And then to be okay to, to let go and to let things be what they are. I think there's just a wisdom to the, you know, to the Tao Te Ching, to the Qi and to the, to the flow of life and to just let it happen. I think there's more wisdom there than in my little mind. So I will leave you with that. Oh, that's going to be a longer podcast than yesterday. And I wish you all a great day. And remember that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Oh.